You're listening to Outback on 95BFM. So just before the break, that was Arahi with Searching in the Sun 80s Dance Remix and, of course, Fable's Easier Fit Styles Futura. And we're going uh, to jump into our first interview of the morning now. Uh, this is with uh, Vincent Heidecker and Leonard Weiss discussing uh, the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra's conductor, uh, assistant conductor in residence program. Uh, and as we'll, we'll talk a bit more about it in the interview, uh, but Vincent has just uh, concluded his final performance uh, as the assistant conductor in residence. Uh, he conducted Christian Lee plays uh, this past week. And uh, Leonard is coming in to the program uh, after having worked extensively uh, in North America and Australia, where he is originally from. So we're going to jump into that interview now. It's a pre-recorded interview. I had the pleasure of talking with them both yesterday morning, uh, and I'm really happy to be able to share this with you. Uh, here is my conversation with Vincent Heidecker and Leonard Weiss. We're talking about the uh, New Zealand Assistant Conductor in Residence, which is this program run at the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra, but funded and arranged through the APO, the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra, the Nadine Symphony Orchestra, and the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. You're just kind of finishing up your residency, Vincent, and you're coming in, Leonard. I wanted to begin uh, by asking uh, you, Vincent, you're wrapping up your residency uh, with the uh-huh. assistant conductor in residence role. And I was wondering, you know, it might be too early to say, but how do you sort of recognize the impact of doing this residency on your relationship to conducting? There's um, no way to get the experience that a conductor needs without um, actually having a lot of time in front of ensembles um, and especially in front of really, really good orchestras like the professional orchestras that we have in New Zealand and also um, doing so in a professional setting because it's quite a different thing rehearsing um, an amateur orchestra, which is also a really good opportunity for us, but it's very different doing that than it is working with professional professional orchestra. And there's just, um, it's the same thing that many professions deal with, which is uh, you can't work with us until you get experience, but you can't get experience until you work with us kind of thing. And, and this kind of position bridges that gap and enters you softly uh, into the into the profession with an exceedingly supportive group of um, musicians and administrators and and so on and just allows you to kind of become your own conductor in a safe environment basically and leonard what drew you to apply for this program initially well i I think vincent's hit the nail on the head here it it really is designed to sort of scaffold uh, your development as a conductor and your experience with professional musicians at the same time. Um, and that's such a unique position. I mean, just the, the scope of what this role entails, um, I think is the largest in the Southern Hemisphere and certainly in Australasia. And that's just an incredible uh, opportunity and an incredible privilege to to steward um, that, that role and these opportunities. And you've both worked outside of Australasia and you, Vincent, uh, were studying in Europe and you, Leonard, were in uh, North America, and I was wondering if, in conversation or just independently, you you feel that there is maybe there must be differences in those traditions that you'd bring to um, that you'd bring to New Zealand. Yeah, for sure, and and um, 
Leonard, I, Leonard and I have, have yet to have like a, a proper in-depth conversation about this, this matter. Um, but for sure, there are differences between the, not, uh, the, the approaches to classical music between North America and Europe. And then furthermore, the approach is going to be different to the actual teaching of it as well as a result of that. Um, so there's going to be, I think that's going to prove really exciting for the orchestras involved in the program because they'll have a very different perspective from Leonard than, than they got from me. And so, of course, this position is uh, largely about Leonard and I. However, also it's great that the orchestras can experience something different and uh, for, for themselves. Uh, did you have anything to add to that, Leonard? Well, I, I think... Uh... Vincent is quite unique in the way he, because Vincent was studying with Giordano um, mm. before then getting this position, which is largely sort of in um, working with Giordano Bellacampi, who's the music director of the APO. Um, so I, in some ways that seems like a, a great um, advantage. You know, you sort of know the style yeah. of what you're going to be working with. Um, I feel like I'm in the deep end in, in some aspects. I mean, Giordano is incredibly supportive, but uh, as you say, Theo, it's a whole new... Um, just a, a new way of working to get used to and uh, obviously the the goal of any conductor is to get the best musical product but it, it you know it's just amazing to see how people come about this through different lenses and, and different avenues so i'm uh, looking forward to learning more and uh, and sort of um, broadening my skill set in that area and vincent when you came into the program you were coming out of you know having uh learned in New Zealand as a performer and then, you know, uh, working here as a conductor. But, Leonard, you're coming from Australia, and I imagine in that same sense of geographic differences, the majority of uh, performers in Australia would be domestically trained. Are there kind of uh, schools of performance that you could distinguish there when working with an orchestra? Oh, I think there are definitely sort of schools of, of teacher. I mean, you have iconic teachers, um, someone like Max McBride, who I was just working with through Sydney Youth Orchestras, and virtually every double bass player in Australia has studied with Max McBride. Um, but so often, I mean, we are a fairly small island country, all things considered, and uh, still most of the time the pathway in Australia is to, to study it, maybe do your master's in Australia, and then head overseas. Um, so it, it's really interesting just to see how that sort of compares and contrasts with, with journeys here. And I think, again, one of the incredible things about this position is it is designed to really support uh, local talent from this, this geographic area and build people up, um, not only with experience here, but with relationships with, with different orchestras and with the start of a career in this area. And, and that is something that is so unique and, uh, and incredibly useful for everyone. And do you feel, Vincent, like coming up through, uh, you know, learning to be a performer here, prepared you for maybe uh, the tone of performers as a conductor? Uh, so do you mean, um, was the transition to working with the professional orchestras based in New Zealand as a New Zealander easier as a, uh, easier as a New Zealander because I grew up here? Yes, that... and because I, I believe you, you were also <clears throat> trained in performance here, if I'm correct. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, so I studied, um, I studied viola performance at Victoria University um and so yeah a lot of my musical education was from new zealand however i think um it's kind of easy sometimes to think that 
New Zealand orchestras are filled with New Zealanders. And while maybe more than 50% are, there's actually quite a significant number of people working in the professional orchestras who are actually not um, originally from New Zealand. And um, they resonate with the country and they resonate with the orchestra. And so, so they end up here. So I, I think um, although the cultural things that you grew up with in New Zealand are there in the orchestras, and that probably helps, um, I think probably uh, to a large extent that's actually not going to be too dissimilar to Australian musicians, kind of as, as far as culture goes. But that said, it did help me be more familiar with the orchestras and the landscape and kind of the... Um, yeah, just the interactions between the orchestras and, and the administration, um, then perhaps I would have been just coming in with absolutely no experience whatsoever. Leonard, do you have uh, much experience here, or is this quite a, a, is New Zealand quite a new frontier for you? Oh, this, this feels very new for me. I, I've been lucky to visit here on a couple of times, and one for a choir festival a few years ago, and, and previously just for holidays. Um, but now I'm sort of just immersing myself in a whole new musical culture and getting to know the way that the orchestras um, operate and, and interact between the, the different organizations as well. Um, I think conducting in particular and, and I mean the life of musical organizations it's, it's so uh, sort of exotic to get uh, conductors and soloists from, from all over the world and to bring people in from overseas and there are obviously many many perks to that because you talk about different musical experiences and people who have much stronger cultural links and you know then perform repertoire from their home countries or, or whatever the case may be um, but again I think this is a, an amazing position that really does then um, aim to really boost and contribute to um, bringing up New Zealand and Australian conductors in a way that is so um, that makes them so valued and, and wanted and that is incredibly rare. Um, but, you know, I am conscious that I'm from the other side of the ditch, so uh, it'll be uh, have a really wonderful time settling in and uh, just getting to know things in that respect. And is the nature of the residency as this, you know, exchange between different cities' orchestras, I mean, that must be unique. Is that something that interested or appealed to you? Yeah, absolutely. So what you have here is um, really both the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra and New Zealand Symphony as sort of um, national full-time orchestras. And then the Christchurch Symphony um, is a smaller organization and Dunedin Symphony is a smaller organization again. And all of them fulfilling really valuable roles within their communities um, and at a national level in terms of um, profiling New Zealand composers and performers and, uh, and obviously um, in interacting and integrating with um, their audiences and regional communities and so on. Um, but it's really very exciting for me to get to know multiple organizations then and see how um, things sort of scale up or scale down, uh, both at a musical level and at an administrative level behind the scenes to, to, to look at what goes on um, and how you would bring together a program of maybe six or eight concerts a year versus how you put together a program that's approaching maybe a hundred concerts or more every year. And uh, for instance, the APO, also a very diverse um, regional and, and community projects as well. So it's great to be able to fully immerse myself uh, in these sort of logistical challenges and just appreciate how and why um, things work the way they do and, and how I can um, better work uh, sort of on and off the podium to, to craft these opportunities and understand just how all the puzzle pieces fit together. Yeah, and if, if I could add um, something to that as well, one of the many orchestras have assistant conductors, but there are not 
as far as I'm aware of globally, there are not many assistant conductor positions that are designed so that you are assistant conductor of multiple orchestras at the same time. There have been some cases, um, but it's quite rare. And conducting is very different from playing a violin in that you get a violin, you find a violin that you like, you learn to play on that violin, and then maybe you upgrade your violin at some point, but you've kind of learned to play on that violin. But all orchestras are different. You have to conduct depending on the personalities that are sitting in front of you, um, depending on the um, personality clashes that might be sitting in front of you. I mean, it's a, the, these are real people involved in, in what we're doing, and we are conducting people first and foremost, not just a group of, um, a group of instruments. So learning to change your approach to cater to a different orchestra is absolutely vital to our profession. And that's what this position offers in a way that you don't see really anywhere else that, that I'm aware of anyway. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Vincent Hardiker and Leonard Weiss about uh, the assistant conductor in residence program at the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra. And I thought it'd be nice to uh, listen to a little bit of uh, Vincent's conducting of the Philharmonia during his residency. So here's an excerpt from uh, the APO's uh, performance of David Hamilton's a Ripe, uh, The Right Breath of Autumn. And this comes from last year uh, in April.
So this is just an excerpt from David Hamilton's composition The Right Breath of Autumn, which is from 1985, and I'm just playing this uh, to provide an example of uh, Vincent Hardiker's work uh, conducting the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra. And we're going to jump into part two of my conversation with Vincent and Leonard now. Conductor in residence, which is you know, this quite it's quite a big thing to be the inaugural uh, <laughs> project. Do you feel like there are any ways that the uh, that the project might be developed um, from your experience with it? Oh, well, look. First of all, it's been an absolute pleasure. So I, I you know, I can't say yeah that there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I've I've loved every moment. I think as um, being a new initiative and maybe even something that globally has not really existed that much um there are there's going to be a certain comfort level that um everyone has to develop in terms of <clears throat> for example i mean we all have to come everyone comes to some decision to say yes leonard is is the one that we want and he very much has earned the earned that that right to do that but um you know pe people all have to vote together to do that and we have to come to some decision um and so there's probably also a certain amount of trust that each of the orchestras have to have that's like yeah this is um this is what we all want to do this is actually beneficial for all of us we all reap the rewards at the end of leonard's tenure um and so we want to make this as beneficial for him as possible because we know that long term it benefits for us and i think th that's nothing that has to change for the position that's just the position has to exist for you know five years ten years something like that so that it becomes an integral part of um musical education in new zealand by which point um we will all be trusting that this is a really valuable thing to have and it gives back to new zealand um and and of course, ultimately, also because of the geo geography, gives back to New Zealand and Australian Australian cultural life as well. I mean, of course, priority is New Zealand in this case, but yeah, it, um, it just just time time of the position existing is going to help a lot. I think. Leonard, I get the impression it was quite a quite a grueling process applying <laughs> for this position, a very extensive and intensive one. And I was curious how you sort of propose yourself to this you know um to this organization and say you know this is my these are my interests but also this is my voice yeah of course well the actual sort of application and interview process is fairly um standard makes it sound really boring but in the sense that you just send in some videos and, and you get invited or not to to audition uh and in my case because we were all in lockdown um my audition and interview was completely remote so um, normally, uh, as in Vincent's case, you would actually get to conduct the orchestra in the audition and, and they would get a read for you. Um, that was not so much the case. So I had a very large panel by Zoom, which comprised a lot of the, the artistic uh, directors and concert masters from the various orchestras. Uh, and so that's sort of one way we could try to, to meet the musicians, I suppose. Um, and then by the time you, you actually get into the running of it, it uh, it's an amazingly, I think, open position. I mean, what I was talking about with um, with Gail Mahoud, who's the director of artistic planning here, 
um, and with the other members of the team is, um, and of course with Giordano Belencampi as the music director, um, is just how many doors and, and avenues are open for you internally as part of that. So if I really walked into the organization and said I'm passionate about, for instance, new music, which I've said to them a few times, um, I've now wound up with a few programs that are world music programs and composition workshops that I then get to work on. Uh, whereas I'm sure if I walked in and said, look, this avenue really doesn't interest me, I have no interest in, in learning about this, I think I'd like to conduct 100 Beethoven programs, um, then I'm sure they would try and find ways to, to scaffold my development in that way too. Um, they would hopefully also encourage me to do some new music. You know, yeah. I think it's about um, putting you in your comfort zone as much as it is sort of expanding your comfort zone as well. Uh, and that is uh, incredibly valuable and incredibly healthy. Uh, and then if I can just add that we really do, I think, see the, the rewards of this program already. I had the, the great pleasure of assisting Vincent over the past week, um, sort of a, a whirlwind week for me just settling in. Um, but it was just incredible to see uh, to see Vincent in action and to see um, what this program delivers, uh, not just for Vincent, but also for the orchestra, looking at, at two years down the track, that they have someone um, so skilled and dependable who's able to step in and do just the most incredible job. Um, so the bar has been set very, very high, and now I have to try my best. <laughs> uh, well, I thought, yeah, um, Vincent, what are the what are the highlights of the last two years? Oh man, what a what a whirlwind of a time! Because of course, so much has been um, just so rocky with with COVID. But um, look, I, I I have to say, actually, in a very uh, serendipitous way, the concert that I just had on Thursday that Leonard is talking about is probably so far. The highlight not just of this position but actually of um maybe of my conducting career so far just it was so clearly um as leonard so rightly puts it kind of a culmination of of the relationship with the apo and and kind of my development in this position that it just felt exceedingly special and alongside that there was some repertoire that i really really resonate with so <clears throat> that that of course is um one of the main highlights. I also had the opportunity a couple of times to conduct film um, music in concerts, so alongside the playing of the, the film. And those actually, I have to say, were a very surprising highlight for me in that you're reaching a very different audience when you do that, but they absolutely adore it. And um, those, those concerts are also some of my favorites in a very different, in a very different way. But um, having the opportunity to do, do those, for example, Back to the Future, um, which was my first, it was extremely stressful the first time. But um, when we did the performance, uh, it's absolutely, absolutely thrilling. So there's been a lot, but those are those are some two that that I would say for now. And Leonard, uh, you've talked about working with um, composers, but uh, is there anything else in particular that you're really excited about uh, in the residency to come? Oh, I think really for me, it's the breadth of opportunities. Um, there's a, a sort of wealth of um, podium time that I get given in particular with the APO. Um, so I step in for um, Community Classics South in a couple of weeks on the, the 8th of May, um, and then the Discovery concert on the 12th of May. So it's sort of a, a quick trial by fire. Um, mm. And then so many more opportunities uh, later in the year, not to mention the fact that you really do get to assist and learn from um, all of these great national and international artists um, who work with the orchestra over the, the course of the year. Uh, and then, of course, there are opportunities to also interact with and conduct the, all of the other orchestras. Um, and, and that's incredible. I, I mean, as Vincent said, it's so rare that these orchestras 
um, kind of share people around and um, just the idea that it's designed to sort of help build your rapport with them and, and grow um, some sort of relationship that is hopefully ongoing with these organizations um, is truly unique and, uh, and I'm really just excited and humbled by that experience and opportunity. 95 BFM's Art Bank.